my, my job is to somehow make them curious enough or persuade them by hook or crook to get more aware of themselves and where they came from and what they are into and what is already there and just to bring it out. This is what compels me to compel them. And I will do it by whatever means necessary. Welcome to the Black Girls Heal podcast, where we talk about healing our intimacy disorders, unresolved trauma, and building a healthy relationship with first ourselves and then others. Every episode, we will talk about advice you can apply today to break unhealthy patterns and grow in your self-worth. I'm Sheena Lachey, love addiction coach and trauma specialist. Let's begin. Hello, hello. Welcome to the Black Girls Heal podcast. I am so happy that you are here. And today we are going to be starting off with one of our foundational episodes. So if you are up to date, I talked about in last week's episode how I am. One of the transitions that I'm going to be making with this podcast is really doubling down on making sure that we are all growing together. While I know many of you binge and have your favorite episodes that you listen to, here we have a whole framework on how I help women go from being love addicted to love balanced, love avoidant to love available, and love deprived to love nourished. And so I want to make sure that I am teaching concepts that everyone can hear that may have missed it. And so we are starting from the beginning. And so today I'm going to be talking about the roadmap to go from being love addicted to love, love balanced. (laughs) And so, sorry, I'm kind of blanking on what the path is. And so uh, we actually have a freebie. That's going to be the next step that I'm going to suggest for everybody. There's a free download. It's called the five-step roadmap. And thousands of you have already downloaded it before. However, I've made updates. And so that's part of what we're going to be talking about today. As I have coached women over the last, coached and therapized women over the last, I need to do math now, 14 years, 14 years or so, I have expanded what that roadmap looks like. So some of the steps are going to be the same and some are going to be different. So we're going to do this for each of the roadmaps. Today is love addiction. So if that is what you are ready to hear about, then you are in luck. So let's go ahead and get started. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. Before we get started, let's take a small break to say thank you to this week's sponsors. Attention to all my proud plant parents. It is time to give all of your plant babies the best nutrition you can, starting from the bottom up. And that starts with the best soil to help them grow happy, nourished, and strong. Coast of Maine is an organic soil brand that is approved for organic growing and has been sourced from ocean waters and farms for over 28 years. With a full range of products to support every garden and lawn, Coast of Maine products are made to restore roots to the natural world. If your soil lacks appropriate nutrients for success, by adding Coast of Maine products, it will help regenerate the healthy microbes in your soil and set you up for gardening success. And if you have a vegetable garden, not only do you benefit via an abundant harvest, but find that there is less need to maintain and feed throughout your season. Coast of Maine continually perfects the art and science of sourcing, mixing, and composting products worthy of the people and place that aspired their brand and the healthier world it was built to serve. Coast of Maine believes in nurturing relationships with local retailers. 
The products are carried by tons of local retail partners who can provide advice and insight that is not found in the big box stores. Costa Maine knows from beginner to expert, anyone who takes a hand to the land has something to offer the growing community for gardeners everywhere, which is why I love how they make organic gardening simple and approachable for everyone. So let's get growing. Visit CostaMaine.com to find a local retailer near you. Coast of Maine, like the state with an E.com. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. Before we get started, let's take a small break to say thank you to this week's sponsors. So what is love addiction? Love addiction is the persistent obsession of a person, a relationship, or the fantasy of a personal relationship and mistaking that your obsession, mistaking that intensity around that person, mistaking it for love. And I was just talking with someone about this today about how easy it is for for most people, but especially for those who struggle with love addiction to fall in love so quickly. And, you know, in a world where I'll probably do an episode about this in a world where people are catfishing, not by pictures, not by what they wear, not by, you know, changing their identity, but they're catfishing by talking about emotionally intelligent things and, you know, really laying on what they know that you want in a world where we're all talking about soft life and being provided for or being adored or having someone who knows how to listen it's very easy for those who are still predators to take that to take that their own roadmap <laughs> with what those components are and lay a great little trap for you and so it's very easy to fall for that and it's very easy for those of us who are still struggling with our self-worth struggling with knowing what we want to deserve or, you know, we've had a long history of relationships that didn't show up in the way that we wanted it to. When we meet someone who seems really amazing and seems really great and seems different than the others, instead of us taking our time, instead of us allowing space for us to get to know them and to see them through the seasons, you know, one thing that I've said that I've not always lived by, so I'm going to be the first one to be honest, but one thing that I learned in grad school that I would really encourage all of us, I'm going to say all of us, even though I know there's nuances in everybody's story, but something that I learned in grad school when I was studying for marriage and family therapy that I would really encourage everyone here who listens to this podcast to follow is that you allow yourself a year of getting to know someone. And why do I say a year? I know some people say two years. I know some people say a few months. And I know some people say half a year. I know some people are like five years. I personally say a year, take this or leave it, because you get to see people in all four seasons. You get to see them through the holidays. You get to see them through ups and downs. You get to see them, see what's going on with family, see what's going on with friends. You get to see them past the honeymoon period. You get to see them past the moments when they could be faking the funk or you could be faking the funk. You know, sometimes what happens is not even that as love addicts, we get connected to bad people, especially the healthier that we get. The healthier that we get, we actually attract better people or we are attracted to people who are more in line with what we want. But the problem of love addiction is still there because you still need to get to know who that person is. And you still need to see if what they present with the flaws and things that come up, you need to be able to have a clear set of eyes to see, is this actually that I could live with? And Again, I was listening to another teacher and she mentioned this in passing, but it made me think about how she was talking about how do you know when to become sexually intimate with someone? And this is her set of teaching. And so her set of teaching says, 
And this is not me saying whether I agree or disagree in either way, just because that's not the topic of today's episode and I don't want to get down uh, a rabbit hole. But she says that you should wait to see all of who this person is to see if this is someone that if y'all are heterosexual, someone that you would want to procreate with, someone that you would want to live with, that you could carry everything that they bring. And my immediate thought is for love addicts, maybe this is me. When, with love addicts, if someone were to say that to me about someone that I have feelings for, I would be like, yeah, totally. I can take that. Like, yeah, totally. It's totally worth it. But I'm in my love addict's mind. You know, when you're in your love addiction mind and you are really feeling someone, what what would be a complete, clear red flag danger or at least a deal breaker for you outside of that? Or if you were to put the same situation on your friends, you would be like, oh, girl, like you that this isn't going to work or you deserve better. But when you have feelings, you feel like you can take everything, you know, and you still kind of balance again, if you're really working on yourself and if you are in a healthier place, you're like, you you really feel like you're having a sober mind. You really feel like you are being cautious and you're still taking care of yourself and you're holding on to your truth and you're holding on to your boundaries, but really you are slipping down and slipping down. But, you know, the good news is if that is the path that you're on and you have been doing your emotional work and everything, you'll figure it out. You know, the red flags will be flagging or the disagreements will be disagreeing <laughs> um, and time will pass and you will come to a place where you get to choose yourself and you will choose yourself. But until you get there, if you are just starting off this journey and you don't know what that looks like, let's talk about it. Let's talk about how you get to a place where you can be full and balanced and know how to choose yourself while also being open to other people, which is what a sign of love balanced is. Love balanced and, and contrary of love addiction, which is the self-abandoning, kind of losing yourself, trying to make everything work because you really want this relationship to 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 happen. And you can really want a relationship to happen. For those of us who are my more graduated love addicts, for those of us who are a little bit more mature in our healing journey, you can still have that sense of desperation, even if you're not losing sleep and sending texts all day, every day, like it looks different. You will learn what self-abandoning looks like by the compromises that you may make for someone who is not the right fit for you. And so again, we'll, we'll try to get there near the end if we have time, but just be aware that this lesson is for everybody. This is for all of us to be aware. We don't ever want to get to a place where we're like, you know what, I'm, I'm above that. That could never happen. Anytime I've ever judged somebody else for what they have done, or I have said with my whole chest, I would never do that. For me, it has always come back around. <laughs> and I don't know if that's evidence of shadow work or me projecting things or just my own blinders or God humbling me. But I would really encourage all of us to just always have a spirit of openness, of being ready to learn, being ready to to hear what may seem basic again, because you never know how it may hit you. You never know what you may get from it. So going to our roadmap of becoming love balance and, and being able to hold space and love yourself while also loving people and being able to choose yourself while also being open and available to other people as well. The first step is different on this roadmap versus the previous ones. And the first step is to identify relationships that are available versus unavailable. 
So this is where you're going to clarify which friends, lovers, and loved ones are toxic versus healthy. And so this takes a lot of personal education. This takes a lot of not only self-awareness, but also understanding what is what are basic standards? What is too much? What is not enough? What does it feel like in my body for me to feel respected? What does it look like for me to respect other people as well? And the problem that happens with this step is a lot of times, especially when we're starting off, but even again, you know, we're constantly going to be in a state of learning. So for any and all of my perfectionists who have been on your recovery journey and you're like five years in, 10 years in, 20 years into your healing journey and you get got <laughs> or you you learn, oh, wow, I've been settling for this this whole time. Make sure that you do not allow yourself to slip into any shame or guilt because that's what life is. That's part of the magic of life is having consistent opportunities to learn and to grow. So you're the one who gets to attribute meaning to whether or not that means that you're foolish or whether or not that means that you are wise by learning from the experience. No one else is going to lay that judgment on you but yourself. And so becoming friends with your mind and changing your thoughts is part of your healing process, but we're going to get to that in a moment. But going back to why this gets really hard is, like I said, we normalize. A lot of things are normal to us. It's familiar to us. What's on our radar as a, that could never happen to me and I would never do that may not be on our friend's radar if that is some type of trauma that they have gone through growing up and vice versa. And so, you know, one of the things that I've had to learn in my healing journey is to, which I guess I've already kind of referenced, is being mindful of my judgments um, because, you know, we all have our things that we are working on. But what really helps with that or because of this, what really helps with this is having outside help and support because you can't see what you don't know. Like you don't know what you don't know. I'm going to say that again. You don't know what you don't know. Up until this point, for most things in your life, especially if you're someone who's very independent and someone who takes pride in being self-reliant or someone who takes pride in being able, being someone who's very discerning and very intuitive, we can sometimes live under this false belief that we can do it all on our own, that we should do it all, all on our own, and that we can take whatever is in front of us and interpret it to, to mean what we want it to mean, or um, that we can figure out the the underlying motives behind everything. But again, you are limited by your own experiences and perspectives. And that doesn't make it wrong, but it means that you have one path in life. And so inviting other people, inviting other healers, supporters, coaches, mentors, people who you trust, people who you trust their energy, you trust their output, you trust their wisdom to to pour into you will really help expand and see and test and see, okay, is what I have believed to be true about what love looks like, about what respect looks like, about what I deserve, about what compromise looks like, about what communication looks like. Are there other things that I can continue to learn so that I can grow and be a better person? And you can't really do that in a silo. You can't really do that in isolation. You can really get connected to your own voice, but y'all have heard me say a million times, you know, 
one of the things that I used to really teach about when I would talk about signs and things for you to look out for or things that really set us off is when we go into these self-love detoxes, where we go into this little bubble of incubation of really focusing on ourselves. And, you know, I've done that at many different times. I've even done it in the last several years, like really trying to be focused on getting to know me and getting to know my voice. However, the problem that happens is once you emerge from that self-love detox, where it's just you and you, when other relationships come around you, whether or not it's a friendship, a lover, a stranger on the street that looks at you sideways, whatever is underneath is going to come out. Like relationships are consistently holding up a reflection to us to show us what it is that we feel and what it is that we truly believe and what it is, where does trust lie and where does openness lie and where does receiving lie. So really, this is my encouragement to y'all that if there's anyone who's listening to this and you've been trying to do this healing process on your own to please open up, but open up to healthy people who can actually who know what it looks like for relationships to be available, who knows what it looks like for relationships to be unavailable. Some of us have really amazing wise aunties who like are great with wisdom. But when we look at their relationships, when we look at their relationships and the advice that they give us about relationships, it doesn't match. And sometimes there are those of us who have a lot of wisdom about relationships and we don't take our own advice. So again, as always, take whatever it is that I'm saying here and adjust it to whatever your experience is. I just want to make sure that you are going to sources that you can trust the fruit, that you can trust the fruit of what they give you, because otherwise you may unintentionally attach to someone who's just going to take you down the path that they're on and it's going to be in love and it's going to be in best intentions. They're not going to be doing it because they want to see you suffer, but just because they are also limited by their own experiences and perspectives and they can only take you as far as they've gone before. So that is the first step. And and by the way, y'all, on the freebie roadmap, there are one of the things that I've added to the roadmap too is now that there is more information about what are the other roadblocks that you will experience when you are working through this path. So that is another resource for you. And I didn't even tell y'all where to get it. So you can go to blackgirlsheal.org slash roadmap. Hey, we hope you're enjoying the podcast so far. Let's take a quick break to say thanks to this week's sponsors. Hey, we hope you're enjoying the podcast so far. Let's take a quick break to say thanks to this week's sponsors. As our country continues to grow and make new meaning of the intersection between current and historical events, it is so important to stay connected to the voices and the leaders who are influencing what progress, connection, equality, and truth mean to us as Black people. The next generation of influential Black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of Blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's Black voices are as distinct, varied, and nuanced as the Black experience itself. In the Black Stories, Black Truths collection, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and creating world-shifting things out of struggle. Every episode is a living account about what it means to be Black today, told from a unique Black perspective. From Bobby Shmurda to The Wire, Michelle Obama to reparations, there's no limit to the range of Black stories, Black truths. Black perspectives haven't always been centered in the telling of America's story. Now they are the story. 
In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection from some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the Black experience. Here are a feed of episodes from across NPR's podcast that center Black voices. It's NPR Noir. Turn on NPR today and hear a range of voices as varied, nuanced, and Black as the country we reflect. Stories should never be about us without us. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths on NPR, wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, so I have a question for you. On a scale of zero to five, where zero is, I don't think about it at all, and five is, I'm fully connected, how on top of your hormone health are you? If you said zero to one, it is time to build that connection. Your hormones and your cycle are central to your overall functioning and regulating your body will completely transform your mental, emotional, and physical health. Happy Mammoth, the company that created Hormone Harmony, is dedicated to making women's lives easier. And that means using only science-backed ingredients that have been proven to work for women. They make no compromise when it comes to quality, and it shows. Hormone Harmony contains science-backed herbal extracts called adaptogens. Now, here's the beauty about adaptogens. They help the body adapt to any stressors, like chaotic hormonal changes that happen naturally throughout a woman's life. And even though it helps for more than just menopause, Hormone Harmony is great for any horrible menopausal symptoms that put a woman's life on hold, like hot flashes and night sweats, raising thoughts, low mood, poor sleep, feeling tired all the time, bloating and gas, lower sexual desire. Hormone Harmony can help with all of those things. For a limited time, you can get 15% off your entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use the code BGH at checkout. Again, blackgirlsheal.org slash roadmap is 10 pages. Um, It's a 10-page booklet that goes through all through the roadmaps. And so you can go ahead and get that there. Ladies, I am so excited to share that for this podcast episode, I've partnered with eHarmony, the dating app that helps people find real genuine connection. And for me, this app has absolutely held true to their promise, connecting me to a truly incredible relationship and partnership with someone who truly gets me. Dating apps can be so hard when it comes to filtering through persons who you may not have anything in common with or who may not be super serious about the process and committed. With eHarmony's one-of-a-kind compatibility quiz, you get a baseline standard in every match of your compatibility around values, communication styles, likes and dislikes, energy levels, and so much more. My experience with eHarmony has always been superb with not only the quality of men I was matched with, but also with our compatibility when dating, eliminating the stress of feeling as if I was wasting my time. So join the dating app that helps users find their most authentic relationships. eHarmony, get who gets you and start free today. Hey, we hope you're enjoying the podcast so far. Let's take a quick break to say thanks to this week's sponsors. So that is the first step. Identify who's available and not available. The second step is to detox from addictive relationships. So in the first roadmap, this was the first step. So this looks like going into no contact with all relationships and situationships that you have used to self-medicate and fantasize. So once you see that someone is just you're using someone as a source or the fantasy of them as a source, it is time for you to go into no contact and detox. So I want you all to notice that you can still be in contact with someone even if you never talk to them. And I and I talked about this in our no contact episodes. I think especially in the one where I talked about why no contact isn't working. 
but you cannot be talking to someone and still be in an active relationship with them because of what you're engaging in in your mind. So if you're constantly replaying situations, if you're constantly thinking about what they're doing and not doing, if you're constantly replaying whether or not they're going to come back, then you are going to continue to stay connected to them and it's going to be harder. It's not going to be, I don't want to say it's going to be impossible, but it's going to be so much harder for you to focus on yourself and to grow, which are part of the later steps that I've added to this roadmap. So the goal in this process is to become a healed and loved woman. That is the name of our framework. And so part of becoming a healed and loved woman, there are three different components of being love balanced, love available, and love nourished. And so if you're constantly thinking that someone is going to be the source of giving you nourishment outside of yourself, that's going to be compromised and you're going to be very dependent on that. If you're constantly kind of putting yourself off to the side or you know, judging other people against this ghost of a relationship because if this person was actually that amazing, you would be with them right now. If the relationship was supposed to last the way that it was, y'all would be together right now. For whatever reason, whatever story you, whatever story is true or whatever story that you're telling yourself, because sometimes it's one or the other or a little bit of both, whatever it is, whatever has happened, the truth is right now it did not work. And so much so to the point that you are considering or other people have told you or they have initiated no contact, right? And so putting yourself aside and comparing other people to something or someone that isn't real does not make you available, you know, and you not choosing yourself and knowing that I deserve more than what I was given is not a sign of you being love balanced. So all of this goes, this all goes together, right? And so I just, while I was saying that, I had a thought about a video that I saw recently. There was this girl who was like, you are having all this fantasy about how this person is regretting being with, not being with you, regretting breaking up, or that they really missed you. And right now they are, I'm not going to say the actual act because I know people listen to this podcast sometimes with kids around, but they are sexually connecting with someone right now. And you are thinking about how they're thinking about you. And that's what love addiction will do. That's what fantasy will do. It'll make you think that someone is so hung up on you. Like because I'm heartbroken, because I am so, I'm so distraught over this, they must feel this too. And they just need to go and feel what they need to feel. But I bet in the same way that I try not to think about them and I try to get them out of my mind that they are. I slip into their mind too, and they're doing everything they can to, to, to get me out their mind. And so they're just trying to distract themselves the way that I am. And girl, that's, I'm sorry to tell you, I'm also kind of talking to myself <laughs> this too, because it's very easy to go there with certain folks or certain relationships. They ain't studying about you, girl. They are, they are not studying about you. If they were, you wouldn't, you want to be confused. You want to be alone right now. You want to, if they actually wanted to connect to you, then they would. And also is being mindful of every reach out is not out of love, but sometimes it's out of boredom. Sometimes someone will reach out to you because they just got declined and rejected by somebody else. They just are looking for some attention and affirmation and you're an easy source. Like you, you may play hard at first, but you're going to give it to them. You know, like 
just because someone is in your space and in your face does not mean that they love you. It does not mean that they have the same amount of, of, of dedication to you and dedication to the relationship as you do. And you're not going to be able to see that if you're still trying to balance between let me be friends and let me do this, let me do this and let me, you know, no, you need to have a detox from these toxic relationships so that you can get your bearings. So I know this is not love avoidance roadmap, but let me just say here, because I know I have some cutoff queens who are very good at detoxing. You can't see my air quotes, but detoxing from people who are unavailable. But really, really what that is, is you do not know how to deal with conflict. You do not know how to tell people when they have hurt you. You do not know how to deal with just feeling uncomfortable in a relationship or feeling stretched. And so you will create our manufacture or event or really ruminate on what is a supposed slight or, or flaw in that person. And that will give you reason and receipts to create distance. When that person is not unavailable, you're actually one that's unavailable. And so I would only, I would really encourage you to save detoxing and no contact and breaking off connections with people, with people who are true, emotional, physical, sexual, financial, mental, spiritual dangers to you. Everybody else, you're going to have to learn boundaries, my love. <laughs> you're going to have to learn how to reconcile that within yourself, how to have conversations, how to talk to your inner child when you're triggered, how to move forward, how to realize sometimes you're projecting things and sometimes things can be repaired. Again, we're going to save more of that for the next roadmap that we do, but that is step number two. Let's keep going because we are already halfway through our podcast and we have three more steps, which is also something different. The first roadmap had four steps for love, uh, addiction, and now we're talking about um, five steps over here. So this next step is where we talk about our trauma. This is where we clear toxic roots. So step number three is during this time of detoxing from other relationships and after you've identified who's available, we're going to look at the roots. We're going to look at where all this started. We're going to look at why is it that I'm feeling this way? What is it in me that feels unresolved? This is where we may look at our attachment style stuff even, even deeper. You know, we're going to therapy. We're talking to our clinicians and other people about what happened and things that didn't happen and how this relationship or these relationships remind us of that. Like we're clearing all of this trauma stuff out. Of course, in my recovery school program, we do trauma work. And I've noticed, especially when I was like going through it weekly live, because I used to have cohorts where you couldn't join unless certain periods of time and then it was closed. And then, but I switched it to be where people can join anytime. But I remember when I was Every time it was like family week <laughs> or the time for like family modules and stuff, that's when everybody, the most excited, the most dedicated would be like, oh no, like it'd be like, <laughs> like, it would be so hard. And so, you know, looking at this family stuff can be, is very triggering. Um, it could be very sobering. It may stir up feelings of things that you thought were long past. Like I've already, I've already reconciled that my father is a narcissist, like, and I've already cried about it in therapy and I've journaled and I wrote, you know, letters that I didn't send. Like I've already, I've already done all that. 
And come to find out, there's still more for you to clear out. There's still more for you to figure out because it's showing up in your everyday life. If you if you had already dealt with it, then it wouldn't be a thing now. And there's no shame in in finding more things to discover. There may be some frustration. There may be some aggravation. There may be like, oh God, again, another wound, <laughs> another childhood wound. And believe me, I understand and I feel you, but this is how we get free. We, we, we go through a re-education of who we are, of, of what our value is, of what we deserve, so that all these things from the past don't keep, don't keep overshadowing us or feeling like a shadow and we don't feel like we have to continue to run from it and cover it up, cover it up by finding a relationship that makes me feel good, getting enough degrees that make me feel good, getting on the cover of Forbes or, you know, having the highest lift weight in the gym or I don't know. I don't know. I know there's so many different archetypes of women who listen to this podcast. So whatever it is, whatever area of your life that you find yourself to be very competitive and competitive with yourself or competitive with other people, we want to make it so that when you reach those goals and milestones that you that you can feel it because you're doing it truly for your own joy and not because you're trying to fill a wound, fill a hole, fill a gap that has not been able to be touched yet. So that is the third step. If, if, we, if I was teaching this live, I would be like, okay, who's ready for number four? Which by the way, next week, if you're listening to this live, we're going to be, I'm going to be teaching this again on our social media account. So feel free to join me live and you can join me for questions and all those things there as well as we go through this roadmap. But number four, the fourth step in this roadmap after you clear your toxic roots is to build a love-balanced relationship with yourself, okay? This is where you're going to learn how to attune to the needs you have neglected due to your addictive relationships. So I love, love, love that you can, that it is possible for you to be love-balanced with yourself, that you can be love-balanced with the most important relationship in your life, which is you. So love, love balance, what does that mean again? It means to be available. It means to be able to give and to receive. It means to be able to be in touch with what makes you feel good, what brings you joy, what makes you happy, and to actually give that to yourself. You know, one of the things that I would, one of the things that would always either make me go back to a previous addictive relationship or make me fantasize about an addictive relationship was whenever I was feeling in drought of something that I needed to give to myself, whether or not that thing was attention and validation, whether or not it was me having some detachment from my own sexual body and sexual pleasure and using someone else for a touch touch support, whether or not it was money, whether or not it was some other like sense of safety, that's when I would want to and need to reconnect with someone else. But once I realized that this is about learning how to give to myself, that is where the real magic has started. And that's when the real freedom and flow has begun. And so I would really encourage y'all to really, really, really build and invest into building this relationship with yourself. Because once you're good with you, everything else flows a lot easier. Okay. And the fifth step. The fifth step in going from being love addicted to love balance is to build love balance connections with others. So this is where you learn how to give 
and receive love and mutually beneficial relationships while being your whole self, while bringing your whole self. So I want you to notice, here's, here's one of the differences too between the old roadmap and this one is before, not only were there four steps, but the fourth step was about restructuring your dating plan and current relationship. And even though this goes into step number five, the focus before was that we're doing this so that we can date and so that we can have a really great relationship. But really the trajectory and the reason why you want to become love balance is because it makes you feel good and it makes you feel free. So much of love addiction is characterized by feeling trapped by feeling like you are acting like someone else, like this great, sensible, wise, intelligent, capable woman that you know yourself to be. Once certain people and relationships are around, you lose yourself and it's compulsive and you can't stop. And while you may have friends who may date the bad boy or date the bad girl and like they come from it and they like learn and they grow for you, it's a constant repeated pattern. And if you're not constantly being attracted to or attracting unavailable people, you are unavailable yourself. And so you're caught in this cycle and it just feels like you're stuck. And what you want more than anything, and the reason why you want these relationships and the reason why you want these fantasies is because you think that it's going to make you be free. And the freedom starts within. The freedom starts with you. And everything else is an outpouring of that freedom. And so step five learning how to be love balance is going back to what I was saying about the self-love detox. You know, sometimes we do the self-love detox, not only because we really, we've had so much noise and we legitimately need to erase all the other voices and all the other people to be connected to us, to be connected to our own values and everything else. But sometimes what I was getting at before is the detox is more of a defensive or it can also be a defensive measure because Other people are unsafe and we don't know how to operate in the world. Like we feel like we're either choosing between ourselves or other people all the time. And so we just need a break and hope that it will be better at the end. And so the key of being love balanced is knowing that I can operate in the world and I can operate in friendships and in relationships and with my family and with strangers and never have to feel like I need to go and hide again, that I can actually truly have myself wherever I go and be balanced and be open to all that is available for me, all the love that is available for me. So that is what we want. We want you to be able to give and receive love and mutually beneficial relationships while bringing your whole self, okay? And so that all this takes skills and things to learn too. Is It takes practice. It takes making mistakes. It takes thinking, okay, this is a conversation where it's time for me to set some boundaries and then realizing, oh, wait, no, maybe I overshared and I overprojected. Or this is a conversation. This is a time for me to figure out what it is that I need and what I want on my own. When no, actually, this was a time for me to advocate for myself. And also it's you building the skills to learn what does that even look like? What does that sound like? How do I take care of myself emotionally when I'm being this vulnerable? How do I find what it is that I actually want at all? What is it that is reasonable for me to ask of my friends? Where are the places that I may have gap areas? You know, I've long thought, and if I had it my way, in our school system, we would, all kids would have two other classes added to their everyday curriculum that would follow them through high school, starting in 
uh, probably starting elementary school, but definitely going through high school, middle school and high school. And the first one is financial education that should be mandatory for every single person in the world. Every single person under the age of 18 should have repeated financial education classes. And then the second one is about relationships. It is not innate for us to know how to communicate, how to trust, how to give, how to share, how to build our relationships with ourselves, how to build self-love, how to build self-esteem. It is not, it is not naturally known, especially in an imperfect world where there are so many triggers and traumas and we have parents and caregivers who went through their own traumas and wounds. And, you know, that's going to impact even with the best of intentions and best of hearts, how they show up for us. And even if they are supremely securely attached, they are still totally different people than we are, you know, so mistakes and misconnections are going to happen. And, but we somehow, when we think about emotional growth and psychological growth and mental health and all these other things, we think that out of all the skills that we learn in this world, these are the things that we learn on our own, that these are the things that it's okay for us to try to figure it out on our own. And I just feel like we, we set ourselves up to continue to feel stuck. So I want you, again, going right back to what I said at first for step number one, I want you, as you are learning how to build love, balance, connections with other people, to look out and reach out to people, coaches, support, people who teach real skills to help you know how to do this. I love, 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 love. I've always loved my therapist. Y'all have heard me say this a million times. I've always loved the amazing people that I've allowed to become my therapist. And right now, my body worker who helps me with releasing trauma from my everyday life. I love that woman to death. I love her. And I've loved my previous therapist. And the goal of working with her, she is never going to sit down and tell me, Sheena, this is what it looks like here. Step A, step B, step C, step D. She's going to process with me how I feel about it. She's going to work with me about my thoughts. She's going to deal with me with my hesitations and notice where I feel it in my body. She is going to allow me to explore what's going on in my head, but she's not going to give her opinion. She's not going to say, if I was you, this is what I would do. She's not going to say, well, this is what other previous clients have done who found success. She's not going to say, here's two or three different strategies and, and tips for you to follow. She's not going to do that because therapy is not coaching. And so when I'm really encouraging y'all to try coaching, that is why, because the mechanism and the structure of it is completely different. And many of us are at a place where either in addition to our therapeutic support or we're having, we're feeling like plateaued with our therapeutic support, we need skill building and coaching. We need true support about what this looks like. And so that is what, if that is you, if that is you, that is where I would really encourage you to find the people, find the persons, find the groups, find the settings, find the programs that help you with that. And if you're just starting out in this process, you have this roadmap. Again, you can download it at blackgirlsheal.org slash roadmap. And you will have all three. We're going to go over all three in the podcast. You're going to have a list of roadmaps, a list of roadblocks and other things that you may find on the journey. And you can use that um, whenever you're, you are in your therapy office with your person and saying, well, this is what I've been noticing. Or have you noticed this? in our time together or what do you think? And 
I think I've worked through this. What do you think? Like someone who's like worked with you for a long period of time or find someone who can help you with those things. But really, you know, coaching will support you with all of these things. It will help you clear out so many of this. Of course, you know, deep PTSD and trauma and stuff. Hopefully you're going to a coach who will be like, talk to your therapist about that. Hopefully you don't have someone who's like, yeah, let's go to this thing that has immobilized you unless they have deep training around that. I know there's a lot of different hypnosis techniques and other things that people like clinical hypnosis techniques and things that people will use. But hopefully someone is responsible. You're going to people responsible and with enough integrity enough to point you in the right direction. But get support, y'all. Please get support. Please don't try to do this on your own because you deserve support. You deserve to be free. So that is it. I think I got through all of the things I wanted to get through today and we are good on time. Yay. I wanted to make sure that this episode, because we've had some longer episodes the last several months, I wanted to make sure that this was back in our regular time frame. So that's it. I hope that you enjoyed it and I look forward to continuing to build onto this. Again, you can download the roadmap by going to blackgirlsheal.org slash roadmap. And if you follow me on YouTube or Instagram, again, I'll be going live this week to teach this again live and then answer any and all questions that y'all may have that comes up with this. So that is it for now. I hope you have a wonderful week and I will see you in the next one. Take care of yourselves. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. Before we get started, let's take a small break to say thank you to this week's sponsors. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Welcome to Prime Video's culture-rated collection. This is the place where Black is the main character, where we don't jump through hoops just to hear our voice and can fall in love with illuminating documentaries like Giannis, The Marvelous Journey. I'm just a hard worker that's trying to survive. Enjoy the animated series, The Second Best Hospital in the Galaxy. All doctors report immediately. Where we dive into something new like the latest season of Them, The Scare, and the award-winning American fiction. Welcome home, baby. Or add to the experience by buying or renting the biopic of a legend, Bob Marley, One Love. I want my music to unify people. And add on channels like Paramount Plus and Stars to bask in nostalgia with Beverly Hills Cop. This is the cleanest police car I've ever been in in my life. And BMF. You're about to take over the whole nation. Explore Prime Video's culture-rated collection and enjoy old-school greats and new-school hits. Prime Video. Find your happy place. Restrictions apply. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details.